Welcome to The Kid Is In School, where we talk about whatever we want since our kid is not here to interrupt us. But we don't have a lot of time before the bell rings, so let's get right into it. Well, here we are. This is the season finale. Wow. Season one, season finale. We made it to the season finale, and I would be remiss if I didn't say it's been a lot of work. (laughs) Yes, it has for me. I'm really, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the break, you know, I, maybe it's just because it really has become work talking to you. <laughs> that's, that's good. I'm Dad. smiling while I say that. No, like the whole point of starting the podcast was so we could hang out and have fun. And then, you know, when we try to do something together, we would usually butt heads, but we were like, we're not going to do this if we butt heads and we haven't. And it's been great. No, for the most part, we have not. Um, so <laughs> That's for the Patreon subscribers to listen to the arguments that we recorded <laughs> yes. but edited out. <laughs> Join our Patreon to hear arguments. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is it is interesting having gone through a full season now. This is uh, episode 30, and it's been a fun experience. Talking yeah. through some of these Well, things. this is not your first rodeo. You already had a podcast. So how is it with somebody that you know versus just on your own? Oh, it's a, it's been a much more relaxed and fulfilling conversations. Put it that way. Great. So, yeah. No, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah. And so- I relax you and <laughs> my uh, intellect fulfills yours. Well, that's sort of what I said. That's an interesting paraphrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been fun, and so hopefully those people that have been listening and enjoying this will sh- continue to talk to us on social media while we had this little break in between season one and season two, and will tell your friends about the podcast t- if you liked friends. it. Uh, also, tell your friends about my dry bar special. Yes, congratulations! That came out May fourth, and so it's check very it out. funny. I've seen, I've checked it out, and it's good. Yes, you know, I. I Go to any of my social, you'll see the link to it, but it's drybar.com slash Luke T maybe. Uh, use promo code Luke there and you can get a month free of Drybar Comedy and watch my special. So now make, that's what I call savings. Yes. Yeah, so make sure you go to, to it on your computer and <laughs> click monthly because otherwise the code won't work. So <laughs> There's a lot of instructions there. There's a there. lot of instructions that I have learned from I'll people. Make sure you're wearing blue because writing, otherwise. Writing me on social media with all of this. <laughs> That mine's not working. Okay, let me figure it out, even though I did not create the site. So <laughs> You're now an IT guy for everybody that wants to download your work. I know. I'm the troubleshoot guy. I'm the geek squad. Well, that's cool. How do you feel about having done 30 episodes? I, it's, it's, in some ways, it's gone by quickly. In some ways, it's been like, I'm surprised we lasted this long. You know. And What I wanted for our season arc was a murder mystery. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out if it should be that you think I'm going to murder you or there's an, been an actual murder. I was just going to let it slip each episode like a little hint ah. to make people wonder. I, and then I forgot to do that. Yeah, so I never did. Yeah, that requires preparation. It does. So, yeah. So, but speaking of season finales, there have been some pretty good ones. Like I may not have planned a big murder mystery for you guys, but um, I, I do binge watch TV shows. And I was thinking on my favorite ones. I liked Breaking Bads. That was a series finale, actually. Yes, that was a series finale. I kind of think of when people say season finale, Mm -hmm. I think my mind immediately goes to series finale. Right. The Um, final episode when everybody says goodbye to an empty room slowly. Yes. And I think that... Before turning out the lights. And I think the British call their seasons series. It's very confusing. Yeah. So they have like series one, series two. I'm like, no, that that didn't work for me. And so... (laughs) 
so I think of like, uh, probably Seinfeld is the one that I, as a kid was, it was highly anticipated. Right. I'm too young for that mash one that people talked. I remember them talking about. Did they that, like it? Was the mash it was, one good? It was the highest rated finale of any show ever. I think. Wow. And I think it's still probably true to this day because there was only three channels at that time. So it was not a fragmented <laughs> audience. So I think there was like a hundred million people watched that. You know, I love those stats. That's the kind, that's the way I like to win. It's like, you're the first place winner and out of two people that entered. It's insane to think about the numbers of people that watch things back in the day and what it took to be successful mm-hmm. as a show. I think Carson in his heyday, the late, you know, mid late seventies was something like 40 million people watched him per night. Yeah. And to put that in perspective, the most watched late night show, I think, is Gutfeld at 2 million or something like that. Never say his name on my show. (laughs) (laughs) 2 million, wow. And that's the most watched. Yeah, yeah, we're all fragmented now. We're all watching different shows on our different devices. But I don't know if people were really watching. Were they tuning in glued to their TV or did they just have the TV on? Because I was a very much i still am leave the tv on so i can have ambiance yeah well i imagine that there was a lot of that but i think there was probably also a lot of oh you're catching bits and pieces of the show you're catching segments you're catching johnny doing karnak or something along those lines and then once the audiences started fragmenting he was the only show in town for late night too i think it was you had that or you had a test pattern on right. a different stage. It was a good show. I liked it. I watched it. Yeah. He was so um, important to NBC in the 70s, 60s and 70s. And he obviously went through the 80s, but like his real heyday was, you know, 60s and particularly the 70s, that he just, he basically created Saturday Night Live because they would show replays of his shows and he didn't want that anymore on mm-hmm. the weekend. So Saturday night, they filled that time slot. Wow. With this new startup sketch show. He made Saturday a void Night. that they must fill. Yeah. And that's so, cool. and that's just probably from him just not wanting his reruns on. And he also, the reason Saturday Night Live is an hour and a half show now mm-hmm. is because the Tonight Show used to be an hour and a half show. Mm-hmm. And they, they, he didn't want to do an hour and a half anymore. He just wanted to do an hour. So he cut it back. Nice. So it was originally an 11 till 1230. If I do a show, I'm doing a tight 27 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could do that on Netflix. Yeah, I guess so. Like yeah. Like, yeah. Hulu. Or I guess what are the comedies, average comedies are 22 minutes long? Yes. Counting the commercials, you know, it'd be half hour, but you know, with eight minutes of commercials. For now sure. with your Johnny Carson facts, you veered away from, from my point, which was, I want to talk about season finales. Well, we could bring And why Car- they, why Carson they often of stink. No, season finales are good cliffhangers. Series finales are letdowns because, like you said, Seinfeld's was highly anticipated. I remember Roseanne's. I remember Friends just like wanting to watch them. I wasn't ever into Sopranos, but I remember hearing that people were let down by that one. So I think it's just sad. It's like when your parents give you ice cream and they're telling you they're breaking up. It's like, well, I know I'm supposed to enjoy this, but overall I'm sad. Yeah. The Seinfeld one I was disappointed by because – every single episode of Seinfeld ever. I watched all of them when I was young because the, I didn't uh, start watching it when it was first aired. Mm-hmm. So I think at first, the first season was only like six episodes. It was, see, it was in 1989 mm-hmm. and I was too young to be watching a show like Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And so I probably started watching season four 
or so. Season five, 93, 94, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. where I was still a young guy, but my dad and I started watching together, and they had already gone, started going to syndication. Mm-hmm. And so caught up on all those episodes then i've seen all of all the episodes you know multiple times Mm -hmm. the finale was a disappointment and i think you know looking back just even part of it was the hype the build-up and that's part of what happens with season finales or series Mm -hmm. finales i should say is there's this build-up like what's it how do you really finish this thing off right and there's different there's different ways that people do it sometimes it's killing off a the main character sometimes it's it, in Seinfeld's thing they all go to jail <laughs> and yeah, well, why didn't you like it I think really looking back one thing that really is missing because they did it in two parts I if I, my memory uh is serves me correctly here and the first part they had a studio audience in the second part because they wanted to keep all of this a secret they didn't have a studio audience and you can't even hear there's fake no la- laughs no there's no, no laugh laughs. track there's no like oh laughs. that is strange and so it just tonally sounded different i didn't realize that when i watched it i'm gonna go watch it now and i think what was cool about it was they had a lot of callbacks they had characters reappear it was a ton of callbacks larry david came back after having been gone from the show for two years Mm. and wrote that uh episode and so it's you know they did a curb your enthusiasm kind of reunion kind of as the the new final episode Uh, but yeah i don't know i think that I didn't know that. On Curb, there yeah, was a reunion. I have to rewatch that too. Oh, you did watch oh, it. Oh, you mean with all the characters from Seinfeld were on there? Yeah. I don't remember that. That's strange. It was a whole season. and In fact, it was one of the entire season what? arc was <laughs> that they were doing a Seinfeld reunion show. If you ever wonder why I can watch a series over and over <laughs> again, this is why. Because I don't store that in memory. I That's where commercial jingles live. You're, Not actual plot my, points my of TV shows. My dad was always like this. He, we, a movie would pop up or a television show and he'd say, oh, that looks interesting. And go, well, we watched it. <laughs> We've seen it. And he goes, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing that. And that happened so many times with movies. You probably couldn't believe it. Yeah. Or I, I referenced something like, oh, like in Pelican Brief. And he's like, I don't, I never, I never saw that. <laughs> I, go, I, I, I watched that with you. We rented it at Farmore on VHS, 1994. I know exactly all the You and details. I tried to watch uh, the sequel to Chinatown called The Two Jakes. And it wasn't until the final scene that we both go, oh, we've both seen this before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we didn't like it then and we don't like it now. Yeah, that's a rare thing for me to watch something and go, <laughs> I don't remember you know, not, not I didn't remember seeing it before, but then yeah, when we get to the final scene, I'm like, I definitely saw that. I just part. like that we blacked out, we shut it out of our minds. We were like, This is not a good film. Yeah, it's weird too. Something like that. So there's this, finales that can be disappointing but then there's movies that have sequels right which is a, that that's their version of like disappointing people is having a sequel <laughs> because there's anticipation for these things yeah the first thing was so good like chinatown was so good mm-hmm. and then we watched the two shakes and i'm like at one point he gets blown up like literally spoiler blown up. spoiler <laughs> so yeah look if you had You've had 36 years to watch this thing. You knew, right? He's very close to an explosion, and what? Not, he's un, unharmed? You, well, you've forgotten it already. Yes, just I have. Saw... I put it out of my mind. I didn't uh, like it. He's at some site, and there's like a gas leak. Yeah. And I think he's even in the bathroom. He's not going to the bathroom, but he's in the bathroom, and it like explodes, and it shows him flying comically through the air. <laughs> and I'm like, this is this is like a all that sketch. <laughs> <laughs> a show that I loved as a yeah. kid. <laughs> 
it's also reminds me of the the Indiana Jones where he hides in a refrigerator to yes. escape a nuclear explosion. So they set it in an era we weren't used to seeing him in, which was the fifties. It had CGI monkeys. That was my least favorite Indiana <laughs> Shia Jones. Shia LaBeouf. And but the funny thing about that I like about sequels is I grew up on them. Like they were airing on television after people had already seen the original film in the theaters. So Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and Ghostbusters Two, I saw first before the first films. So I liked them better. I like sequels. Uh, There's a few more I like. Better I think than the that you almost have to have a franchise. So you can just throw a bunch of movies out and then people go, I like that one. I don't like this one. Yeah, right. I remember as a kid, Star Trek was one of those where every even numbered movie from the original Star Trek cast that did movies mm-hmm. was like a bad one. So one, three, five. Why stunk. was that? I don't know. But two is like considered the best. It's the Wrath of Khan with Ricardo Montalban. But that's an even number. Th- those are the good ones. Oh, two, you said we're, two, two, four, six those are, are the, the good, good ones. ones. And the odd numbers were bad. Got right. it. And so uh, then like the first movie I maybe ever remember seeing ever was Return of the Jedi. And so I like it, but I think some people are disappointed. But Star Wars is considered good. I mean, great. Everybody loves it. But yeah, like, Back but, to the Future was good. But but Empire, well, that's a different. Oh, sorry. I mean, we're, we're sorry. I didn't mean to move away from yes. sci-fi. Keep it on there. No, but back to time travel sci-fi. It is, but like we're still talking with Star Wars for a second. Okay, but Empire Strikes Back is the middle one, but it's considered the best out of all of them. And Back to the Future had its sequels, and I liked to. I saw it as a kid. I got the sunglasses from Pizza Hut. <laughs> and the then three, I didn't like very much because they're in the Old West. Yeah. And like that's, the thing that's fun about it is you know, futuristic stuff, and I don't really care about a train that can fly. <laughs> is that what happens in it? I confuse it with end, yeah. Wild Wild West. Neither a movie which I paid attention to, so I'm <laughs> they're blending in my mind. But I'm I don't like westerns in general. Are you a westerns guy? I do like westerns. Okay. Yeah, but I like certain kinds of westerns. I like there's the spaghetti westerns filmed in Italy. That's why they're called spaghetti. Yes, but... <laughs> I just want to say facts before you say them because <laughs> I... I can tell where you're going with these. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. But oh, like, really? Okay. I was going to say that Star Clint Eastwood. Like those are the ones that I care about. Those were good. Yeah, you introduced me to those Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. ones. I really didn't have the. Yeah, I just didn't. Unforgiven have any is one of my favorite movies ever, and that's not a spaghetti western, but is kind of a. <sighs> a reflection back on these kind of characters that Clint Eastwood had done. It's Oh really? And it it took place in the old West. It is. It's an old West. Okay. But it's I mean it's called Unforgiven. So you kind of get the idea that there's this killer who well he you don't know that he's a killer. You just know that he other other people say, you know, he's the tough tough gun you know okay well don't reveal it at the end i won't reveal because you're gonna see it and (laughs) i know i I, it did win best picture i believe in 1991 so it's been a few years i love 1990s movies but let's stay on topic this is a great movie and it's more timeless than a lot of 90s movies that feel very 90s (laughs) uh and so in some ways if you kind of step back from it Mm -hmm. you can see and it's kind of commentary on all these characters that he played when he was a young man, all these characters were killers mm-hmm. and they were ruthless. And then there's this, what, what would those characters be like as old men? What would they look back on and regret? And can you change? Not can a be, thing. Can you become a different man? You know? <laughs> they regret that they didn't shoot more bullet holes into that <laughs> scumbag. 
<laughs> yeah. And my favorite line, the line I quote out of any movie more than anything. Oh, let's hear is it. from Unforgiven. What is it? So Gene Hackman goes, I don't deserve this because he's about to die. Okay. And Clint Eastwood goes, deserves got nothing to do with it. That's where you get yeah. that from. You say that an awful lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I talk about what I deserve. <laughs> yeah. Deserves got nothing to do you, with it. You know, a movie was almost a 90s movie, but it's, it's just as good. It could qualify as a 90s movie as Baby Boom. Oh, boy. That's all I wanted to say to you. <laughs> that, that, that's a, from what I've seen, it's pretty bad. Oh it's God. so good. <laughs> I didn't tell you this part. She makes applesauce from scratch in that movie. Oof. And I make applesauce from scratch because of that movie. Really? I and don't... my grandma. But, but more Baby Boom. More right. Diane Keaton than my grandma. Really? <laughs> Don't you dare yeah. <laughs> get bored with what I'm saying. <laughs> when I put up with facts I've heard before for nah. the sake of our listeners learning something yeah, no, from I, you. I deserve better than this. That deserves got nothing to there do you with it. There set you up for that. And so... Punk. <laughs> different movie. Okay, it's but he should Western. say it. He should have thrown it in there. Yeah, Dirty Harry is a cop movie. Just like Al, just like Al Pacino can say hoo <laughs> in different films. Yeah, and so I mean, you said, did you did you just watch some of these movies with your grandma? Because you mentioned your grandma with the applesauce. But no, like, my grandma made applesauce from scratch, and, that's and it. so did Diane Keaton in Baby Boom. Oh, that's... No, I didn't watch these movies. I don't think I ever could get through a movie with my grandma because, as I've told you before, she would talk the second a movie starts. Huh? And you didn't like that. That's interesting. Isn't that funny? My mom didn't like it when my grandma did it. I didn't like it when my mom did it, and you don't like it when I do it. I know. And I don't need 23 and Me. I know who I'm related to. I just have to listen to them talk in movies. I, I've, we had some moments watching Succession lately where I have had to just either zone out from you talking or just ignore that. Like, you'll ask me something or say something, I'll just not talk. You or say, say I'm spoiling plot points, but I'm merely guessing. Yeah, you shouldn't be talking. At all. Like, there shouldn't be guesses. There shouldn't be spoilers. But you. How can you not? It's very simple. You just don't. That's. Uh, But don't you feel yourself like wanting to jump out of your seat when you want to say something? No. Like, you notice an Easter egg in the scene. Pick a different show, not Succession. But you notice, oh, why is the camera focusing on the fly on the wall? I wonder if that'll matter later. Yeah. You want to say something like that out loud. No, there's something called internal monologue. And (laughs) there is ruminating in your own mind on these different ideas being thrown out at you. I'm, I met an only child recently. I recently hosted the gala for the Girls Inc. of New York City. Uh, it was a college shower for all the young ladies that they got to graduate. And I was the MC. And one of our performers, Olivia Kay, was a beautiful musician. She's a very talented singer. And she sang a song she wrote. She was talking about being an only child. And she said, I could just spend hours by myself. And, you know, like just talking in my own head. And I'm like, not even out loud to yourself. And she's like, no. And I am a younger sister and I talk out loud to myself a lot. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the difference. Maybe. Although I think I talk out loud to myself a lot too. Do you? Yeah. I've not caught you doing that. Well, cause you're, it's not. Because you'd be, yeah. yeah, yeah if I'd a, be alone. If like, a guy talks by himself, does it make a sound yeah. if you're not around? I don't know. Yeah. And I used to hear my mom talk to herself. Wow. And. I, there was something that I don't I don't remember the psychology behind it, but I did hear some sort of psychology thing that people that talk 
out loud. There's something about they can't hear their own voice in their head or something like that. Oh, wow. So they need, that's interesting. Like the people who don't have a sense of smell or don't have a sense of like, Mm -hmm. or colorblind. There is a lady, when I go to TJ Maxx, I've seen her twice now and I absolutely love this. She has a running monologue with herself and if you talk to her while she's doing it, like you're in the way. She a worker? She, uh, nope. She's just a shopper. Uh-oh. But I've actually, you know, I'm there. On, she's seen me and she's talking to me. <laughs> she's doing a podcast right now going, there's this lady that is it's always TJ Maxx, yeah. But what's funny about it is she will still talk to me like, oh, sorry, honey. Am I in your way? And I'm like, oh, no, you're fine. And then she'll go, of course, you know, these are great lotions. And I'll think she's still talking to me. But then I'll look and she's right back to herself, just like, you know, gesturing. And she'll move down the aisle. And I'm like, well. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> She's you saying too. that to herself as well. Yeah, she is too. She's yeah. like, sorry, we were so rudely interrupted, she <laughs> says to herself as I pass by. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think it's so sweet when when uh, someone has that habit. But not when I do it. I, I don't want people seeing me do it on the street. In fact, I like that masks came into style because then I can cover my mouth when I'm chatting. Yeah, there is something. Uh, sunglasses and a mask <laughs> give you a certain sense of privacy out in public where you can look right at people, stare at them. <laughs> <laughs> and be having your own uh, outer monologue. You have happening. the power. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, now I'm just, because I, I don't have that kind of experience with my grandmother of like, oh, I had this happen with, where a trait like that, where I talk through movies, my mom talks through movies, my grandma talked through movies. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't experience that because I don't, I didn't know my grandmothers well enough. I knew them both up to a certain point but they lived in different states so i didn't see them very often Mm -hmm. to begin with and then my uh grandmother on my mother's side had dementia by the time i was like nine and so the other grandma i saw a couple times a year and they were older because my parents were older when they had me so my siblings i think experienced my grandparents in a much different way than i experienced them same way i experienced my parents differently i experienced grandparents differently where i just don't think that they were into being grandparents anymore you know i heard stories Mm -hmm. about my grandma taking my sister's and my brother swimming and doing fun things. She, she was the fun grandma. You she couldn't did, picture oh, that at all. You were like that lady that watches Judge Wapner yeah. with a bowl of Cheetos on her lap. I don't remember a single program that she watched uh, because my grandpa died on my 10th birthday. So she lived to probably when I was a senior in high school or so. Mm-hmm. And the things that I remember from their home was they had a creepy clock, you know, one of those grandfather clocks that when it chimed it yes. sounded like it was echoing in a haunted house right because i always had you know a lot of times i was sleeping out in the living room with it they had uh she had a ton of these romance novels wow so she had, did you ever dig into those i didn't ever i saw the they're the steamy. pictures they're steamy but i only know of that that they're romance novels because of the artwork that they put on those and and remembering yeah. or seeing it later on and then remembering them and go huh i think that's what grandma was reading that is hilarious you know the word throbbing appears a lot in those novels <laughs> <laughs> how do you know you've been reading my grandma's books no at a christmas party at a friend's house i found the romance novels in in their little library and i Oh, it cracked one open and I couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a the way that people experience the world changes over time. You know, it, it's I think we're all basically the same throughout all ages, mm-hmm. like ages being 
time periods, not human, like I'm seven years old. So I imagine the Romans experienced the world differently, but have the same emotions and the same kind of uh, stuff that goes on in humanity. Unless they hadn't evolved to have that emotion yes. yet. <laughs> no, I agree. Go ahead. Um, so, but there are definitely, if you just look at snapshots of what, the veneer of life was mm-hmm. it is weird to see like think back to then everybody smoked back then like my grandparents smoked what um, year are we talking 60s 50s? well when i was a kid they were still smoking oh, but so they, 80s, they, they 80s. were older yeah 80s and 90s and but they are of the generation from they were born in the teens maybe newports taste good like a cigarette yeah <laughs> I saw a, that was Fred Flintstone that was in a commercial. <laughs> yeah, that. Bon, Newport <laughs> tastes good. Yeah, and that I mean that kind of existence where everybody was smoking all the time. Right. Our daughter will never know a world where people are smoking cigarettes. They might be smoking something else all over the place. There, but, yeah, it's a vapor mist yeah. <laughs> blowing in her face. But which is the weird thing is at some point she, uh, you know, she is had a stuffed animal that she says smokes cigarettes. And I'm like, who do you even know that smokes cigarettes? I know. When she heard about that concept, she just clung to it. And I think it was probably because I said something like, well, it's very bad for you and you shouldn't do it. And she's like, well, my stuffed bunny does. Yeah. Bunny Foo-Foo smokes cigarettes. Bunny Foo-Foo won't quit. Yeah. I said, tell her to quit. If you love her so much, you care about her, make her quit. She <laughs> goes, I, think she was I try, but she won't. At two years old, maybe? Yeah. I feel like... Cause, two on, bordering on three. She wasn't using yeah. full sentences, was she at two? Yeah, she was She was having conversations with us at two. But not, you know, basic stuff. No, you're right. I remember I have a video of her at her, at her high chair going, I'm milking a cow. Yeah. I'm milking a cow. And she was holding <laughs> a spaghetti noodle, squeezing it like it was a cow teat. <laughs> so that's a sentence. I'm milking yeah. a cow right now, Mom. Yeah, so maybe she was three-ish, you know, two, two, half, three. Mm-hmm. But she was going around... Telling people, Bunny Foo Foo smokes cigarettes. Yeah, three was when her imagination and she unlocked. she loved telling people that. She, she's telling everybody. She wanted to see you be scandalized. Yeah, She'd like, be like, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And uh, Yeah, but then uh, yeah, she, she comes up with all sorts of weird stuff like that. And so <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't even know if I can explain what the life was like when I was a kid to her. When there's no... There's video of it, I suppose, of somewhat life was like, but it's going to sound like the way that my grandparents talked about, or my parents talked about the way life was. My dad was born before television was in homes. Yeah. So hear him talking about being a kid and listening to the radio. Looking at the radio. Looking at the (laughs) radio. They sat and watched the radio. Watching it. And it's, it's, uh, there are things like a Christmas story that allow me to kind of visualize like, oh, okay, that's what that looked like. And that's kind of what my dad would be doing is sitting in front of the radio, listening to Little Orphan Annie, having mm-hmm. his decoder ring type of thing. But it still doesn't probably, unless you experience something, I, I don't know. Do you think that you can really absorb what something was without experiencing I've yourself? seen so many period pieces, especially from that era of 50s and 60s. Like A lot of movies just come to mind. And whether they were accurate or not, I definitely feel like I understood what life was like for my mom as a kid and my grandma even. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But maybe that's just because I feel like I have you know a vivid sense. I hear the stories over and over and over again. So it feels like I can connect with that time. But I was thinking about cigarettes in the 80s. And when I hear about that, the first thing that comes to mind is cloudy bowling alleys. 
and how they just always smell kind of like stale cigarette smoke back in the day. And also when you would enter a restaurant like Applebee's, there would be a smoking section and a non-smoking section. So you'd walk past the smoking section and smell the cigarettes, but then you go to where the air was clear. I remember sitting at a restaurant called Mr. Steak. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how it didn't survive. And it was in Indianapolis and after church sometimes uh the families would get together at certain restaurants it, it's common practice at the uh, the after church crowd type of thing once i saw a family at a restaurant all bowing their heads i thought they were praying but they were all looking at their phones <laughs> yes and so like to, to your point about the smoking section i remember us sitting in the non-smoking section because uh-huh. we always wanted the non-smoking and it was a booth that had a wall you know uh, there's booth walls. So sometimes if you go to Bob Evans or something like that, mm-hmm. there's two booths, but they're separated <laughs> by a little wall. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. A like a foot tall plexiglass. Yep. <laughs> and as if the smoke doesn't just rise up and go drop right on your food. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I'm thinking about. The entire restaurant had to be filled with smoke. Yeah. Every section is the smoking section. And I felt like I was better than them as we walked by. Like, we are healthy. Let's go to the healthy section where yeah. we taste our food. But they're probably enjoying their life with their cigarette being like, yep, I'm inside. I'm warm. I'm smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember if my grandparents asked us to go to the smoking section since they smoked. Uh, you were close. You were in the like the, the non-smoking that was practically smoking. I know. So they probably, I think we probably sat in the non-smoking out of respect <laughs> for, my, for the non-smokers in the group. But I wonder, what do you think that is about? Like you can't finish a meal without a cigarette. I, I've never smoked, so I don't know. I can't imagine smoking at any point during yeah. the day. Like people I pictured wake them up as, or go to bed with cigarettes. And... As a kid, I pictured them with a cigarette in hand and a fork in the other. So they're eating yeah. and smoking. But <laughs> what more likely happened was they either smoked while they waited for their appetizer or they smoked to finish up the meal. I don't. I, it's hard for me to remember. Because <laughs> uh, mysterious when we first started comedy, smoking was still allowed in comedy clubs. And then yes. it wasn't very long into us starting our comedy journey. That that was banned right. everywhere. And It'd so, always be one or two people, though. It wouldn't be a bunch of... like no, It wasn't like Mad Men where everybody's smoking. But it smelled. It always like you... I would leave the club smelling like smoke. Ah, uh, yes. And it'd be in my hair. Yep. And That's what I remember about bowling alleys. It'd always be in yes. my hair. And so I had to go home and shower, wash up my hair just so I didn't stink like that. Throw... Peel off everything that had the smoke in it. <laughs> throw it in the washer. I like that you cared about how you smell. I mean, that's what teenagers do. We care about how we smell. Yeah. But. It's just funny you being like, ick. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And so I I just don't know that many. I have an aunt that smokes still, mm-hmm. but I don't see her very often. So I don't even see people smoking. We had a section in my My mom smoked before we came along and a little bit after we, when we were young. And I think she the story, the legend goes, my sister asked her to stop smoking for her birthday. That was her present. And she did. She quit cold turkey. But... For years, we had a yellow corner in my mom's office where is the one part of the house where she would smoke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea of thinking of her like in a corner, facing a corner, just enjoying her cigarette. <laughs> I, it, I'm picturing like, like, Mommy, you're not smoking, are you? <laughs> just a brown splotch on the wall. It looks like water damage coming down. It does look like water damage. It's more like, yeah, a tarnished light yellow. You know, the way people, smokers' teeth look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find them anymore, a lot of them died off, all these smokers. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yes. And so that's, that is such a weird thing too. Cause I remember you would go look at home. So if you're 
family was looking to buy a new home. Mm-hmm. You would go in, and if it was a smoking home, you would see yellowing on their walls. Interesting. Like paint and such. So if you moved like a painting or a picture, mm-hmm. there would be a square where that <laughs> picture had been. And you're like, oh, this is not a yellow wall. It's Put a that painting white back, wall. young man. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I knew it. This is yeah. a smoker's house. I'm out of here. Yeah. I've got a jean jacket to protect. Yeah. And so that kind of lowered the value. Cars used to have ashtrays. Yep. And uh, lighters. You were taking me back. Yeah. And Did you ever see a car phone when you were young? No. I don't think. I remember it. What? By the time I was cognizant of cell phones or anything like that mm-hmm. cell phones were already had become cheaper and everybody started to have them mm-hmm. so I, I do remember life without them but i was probably a freshman in high school or something like that and i had a cell phone think about zach morris having one and that is like a comic point in the show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be like whoa this guy has a phone i know he's calling people during the day yeah. anytime he wants he doesn't have to go home with the long phone cord what a scamp well i saw a car phone um it was gold. It was gold and white, and it was. It looked like a rotary phone, but do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the antique look. Yes. I think you've also seen one on Overboard on their yacht. If you, I did not remember this movie. <laughs> was that a double feature with Baby Boom? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was very, very high tech. And uh, the guy we knew, a family friend, used it to order us pizza from Little Caesars. Thank you very much. <laughs> Whoa, fancy! This, this rich guy got. The two for five dollar pizza for you guys. <laughs> it's I and like our daughter says, I don't have any money. Yeah. That's what I felt like as a kid. I was like, Why don't you buy this for me? She goes, I don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> you do it. Yeah. I had uh well my dad's cousin who um at one point I think he used to be a stockbroker. Cool. And so I remember him visiting us and I wonder what that looked like. Did he look like Gordon Gecko? <sighs> Greed he, is good. He didn't have nearly as much hair. <laughs> uh, his face was a little more red. <laughs> but did he wear a suit and tie to your house, or was he just casually dressed? That's I'm thinking. It's a long time ago, but yeah, he probably did. That's great. And I remember him. I think he had a bag phone. Is what he called it. What so, is a bag phone? <laughs> it's something where it's a car phone, but it isn't attached to the car. So he could take it out of the car as well. Oh, but and what does the bag do? Keeps it, it waterproof? Or? No, it's just, a, it's not like, it's not a plastic garbage bag. No, I'm picturing, it's well, like I was a, picturing a black vinyl bag. It's more like a, um, toiletry bag. Sure. Okay. With a oh phone. yeah. That sounds official. Yeah. With a phone and it had a little cord, but it, you know, it, it's, connected a satellite or whatever wow it was connected to <laughs> so that sounds really cool <laughs> i know i mean for the day Very for the, high the tech. Thing, lots of things seem cool for the day i remember my dad i don't remember what car this is mm-hmm. but it was a lincoln and it was tan mm-hmm. and it, you just described the car exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what don't you remember about the car? <laughs> well, I don't remember if it was Continental, but I don't think it was. Oh, okay. But um, I wasn't much younger than our daughter. And I think I was probably six. Mm-hmm. And so there on, so like I said, there was ashtrays in cars. Mm-hmm. So the back seats also had ashtrays. <laughs> and you would, they look flat, but you could tell there's like a, an outline of, 
where there's something that can open. Mm -hmm. And so you could push it and the flap would pop open. And it had that. And that was in the armrest. And it had that plastic that new things, a lot of times new electronics have, Mm -hmm. uh, where you're supposed to peel it off so you could see whatever's underneath. It's just Mm -hmm. a little protection until you get it home. Uh, TVs will have that along the plastic. It's just so stuff doesn't get scratched. Mm -hmm. Well, my dad had that on there, and this was a lease, by the way. And so I saw that plastic, and I had a um, paperclip. Mm-hmm. And so I started scratching my name into it because it's like, oh, it's plastic. I'll just write my name in the plastic. <laughs> and it went through the plastic and scratched my Ooh. name into this thing. And he was furious <laughs> oh, about dear. that. And But then I remember him turning in the lease, and they did not charge him for that. So <laughs> You brought me back to when you said um, ashtray in the back seat that I remember playing in the ash sand of those public ashtrays. You know, the, they look like trash cans, but they're they have sand in them. I yeah. guess I don't know. I can't even picture what it looks like. I just remember touching it and being told not to do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, I do remember those. There's always somebody's old gum. Yeah. Yep, yep. Maybe There's always gum in there. Butts and a straw for McDonald's. I get <laughs> <laughs> none of the rest of the cup, just the straw. I remember once I had a pink highlighter, and it was not circ- not cylindrical. Oh, these big words that I just trot out anytime I want. So it wasn't a regular barrel pen highlighter. It was a uh, fat and flat if you could picture okay so it's just an unconventional shape which i thought was really cool and i and it was the exact width of the ridges in my mom's lampshade so i started decorating the ridges like every other one to make it look better maybe i was four but i do remember this and she was not happy either she didn't appreciate my artistic style no kids do some really why do kids do these messed up things ridiculous things i was younger than our daughter when i saw i think i was four because mm-hmm. I still lived in Missouri. We hadn't moved yet. And there was a Christmas tree bulb mm-hmm. that uh, was red and just one of those big round ones. And I remember taking it off the tree. An ornament? It was an ornament. Yeah. yeah but just a bulb, like just a round glass bulb. Glass bulb. Mm-hmm. But it was red, bright red. Pretty. And I knew it wasn't an apple. <laughs> like, Don't. I. I knew it wasn't. Right. And so at no point during this did I think this was an apple. But I thought, (laughs) but I took a bite out of it like it was an apple. I think because I thought it would be fun to pretend like, oh, I'm pretending this is an apple. Yeah. But it shattered when I bit it. And I had a piece of glass in my mouth. I never knew this. And they couldn't, I remember them taking me to the hospital and they're trying to find, like, oh, we got to get this glass out. And I ended up getting it out with my tongue. I remember. Ah. Like, oh, here it is. And they're like, You are one tough kid. Did you cry? I don't remember crying. Did it just burst in your mouth like a real bubble? It was, I don't, I don't, it could have been bleeding some. I don't remember that. I just remember it popping and like I showing them, and they're like, Oh, we got to take him to the hospital and get that taken care of. So just tonight, here's a game. Tell me how if I handled this well. Oh, wait, no, you were finishing your story. So dot, dot, dot. So so you talk now. That's (laughs) that's how every dot, dot, dot. I'm just flabbergasted. That's a big one I never use ever. I just, I can't believe that you did that and that you lived to tell the tale. Like that sounds like a parent's nightmare. I'm here, yeah. (laughs) And they even asked me, why did you do that? Did you think it was an apple? I was like, no. I never never thought it was an apple. I knew it wasn't an apple. I didn't plan on eating it. It was just. I just wanted to pretend it. Yeah. And 
And this this ornament didn't hold up his end of the bargain. Yeah. So tonight, um, you made beef stew. It was very tasty, but it had onions in it. And our daughter said, can you make it next time without onions? And I said, no, I need the onions for the flavor. And she said, well, then you can have all my onions. <laughs> so you left the table. You were finished eating. And she started um, placing them into my bowl. But she does this thing where she just stops thinking. She either does the, the you apple thing where she goes, I know this isn't the way I should do it, but why don't I try it this way for fun? Or she just is not paying attention. But she's, she flung her spoon at my bowl. Like, I, she goes, I have one left. And she took it and she flung the spoon. And of course, what happened was it flipped off of the bowl and onto my pants and onto the floor. And then the dog runs over to the spoon and starts licking it. And she just looks at me and she goes, so sorry. I just wanted to see if I could get the onion in your bowl. But I guess I was wrong. And I was like, I guess so. But what I said was... Okay, um, are you done eating? And she said, no. And I said, okay, I'm going to get you a new spoon, but um, I'm going. She goes, I can clean up. And I go, no, no, I'll clean it up. I want you to sit there and don't touch anything. And then I'll hand you a spoon and then you only eat your soup. And please don't give me any more onions. And she said, why not? And I said, because that way that you just tried made a mess and I don't want to clean up any more messes. I mean, that makes sense, right? I was using that tone though, which she could tell I was not happy, sure. but. She accepted it. She was like, yeah, if you say so, lady. Uh, man. Did I handle that okay? Or could I have been sweeter? Uh, sweeter? Oh, these kids. <laughs> yeah. Kids. How about this? We'll give you a smoking section in the house. Yeah, <laughs> deal with that. You go sit where there's a yellow mark on the ceiling. Think about what you did. Thanks for joining us today. If you had a great time, let us know on social. Follow Kid Is In School on Twitter and The Kid Is In School on Instagram. Subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Be sure to throw us one of those five-star ratings and share with your friends. Oh, and do it quickly before the kid gets home.